People often come to us curious or plain confused about the role trusts play in saving on taxes. And given how frequently this issue comes up, I wanted to take an episode to explain the tax implications associated with different types of trusts in order to help clarify the issue. Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming back for another episode of Family Wealth and Other Musings. I'm your host, Becky Easton. I'm a personal family lawyer licensed in Arizona and Colorado. And unless we have an agreement to that effect, I'm not your lawyer. So keep in mind that this is just general information here on this podcast. If anything kind of makes your spidey senses tingle and you need to speak with somebody about it, definitely reach out to an attorney near you. So there are two primary types of trusts. You've got revocable living trusts and irrevocable trusts. And each one is going to come with different tax consequences. So the revocable living trust, also known simply as a living trust, is by far the most commonly used form of trust in estate planning. And as long as you're living, there's no tax impact of creating a living trust. Living Trust uses your social security number as a tax identifier, and this type of trust is not a separate entity from you for tax purposes. However, a living trust is a separate entity from you for the purpose of avoiding the court process called probate. And this is where the confusion regarding taxes often comes from. Before I explain the tax implications of a living trust, let me first explain how a living trust works. So the trust is simply an agreement between a person known as the grantor or trustor who gives assets to a person or entity known as a trustee to hold these assets for the benefit of a beneficiary or multiple beneficiaries. And in the case of a revocable living trust, the reason there are no tax consequences is because you can revoke the trust agreement or take the assets back from the trustee at any time for any reason. And in fact, as long as you're living, you can change the terms of the trust, change the trustee, change the beneficiaries, or terminate the trust altogether. The revocable living trust becomes irrevocable if you become incapacitated or when you die. And at that point, the trustee you've named will step in and take over management of the trust assets. And one of the first things your trustee will do is apply for a tax ID number for the trust. It's at this point that the trust becomes a taxable entity and any income earned inside of the trust that is not distributed in that year would be subject to income taxes at the taxable rates of the trust or at the tax rates of the beneficiary if income is distributed to the beneficiaries. Then we have irrevocable trusts. Irrevocable trusts are created when you make a gift to a trustee to hold assets for the benefit of the beneficiary, and you cannot take back the gift you've made to that individual. When you create an irrevocable trust, either during your lifetime or at death through a testamentary trust, which is a trust that arises at the time of your death through your will, or through a revocable living trust created during your lifetime, the trust is a separate tax-paying entity and it is either subject to income tax on the earnings of the trust at the rates of the trust or at the rates of the beneficiaries. And unlike a revocable living trust, an irrevocable trust, as the name implies, is 
irrevocable. And this means that the trust terms cannot be changed. The trust cannot be terminated once it's executed. When you transfer assets into an irrevocable trust, you're relinquishing all ownership of those assets. And your chosen trustee takes total control of the assets transferred into the name of the trust. Because you no longer own the assets held by the trust, these assets are no longer considered part of your estate. And as long as the trust has been properly maintained, the assets held by the trust are also protected from lawsuits, creditors, divorce, serious illness and accidents, and even bankruptcy. However, as mentioned before, irrevocable trusts also come with tax consequences. As of 2022, the income earned by an irrevocable trust is taxed at the highest individual tax bracket of 37% as soon as the undistributed taxable income reaches more than $13,450. So to avoid this high tax rate, in some cases, an irrevocable trust can be prepared so that the tax consequences pass through to the beneficiary and are taxed at his or her rates, which are typically much lower. We often set up a trust in this way when creating a lifetime asset protection trust for a beneficiary. So when we set it up like this, the trust can provide the beneficiary with protection from common life events such as serious debt, divorce, debilitating illness, crippling accidents, lawsuits, and bankruptcy without being taxed at such a high rate on such little income. And then there's the estate tax. What is it and who pays it? The estate tax is on the value of a person's asset at the time of their death. Upon your death, if the total value of your estate is above a certain threshold amount, known as the federal estate tax exemption, the IRS requires your estate to pay a tax, known as the estate tax, before any assets can be passed to your beneficiaries. As of 2022, the federal estate tax exemption is 12 million uh, or 12.06 million for individuals, 24.12 million for married couples. So simply put, if you die in 2022 and your assets are worth $12.06 million or less, your estate won't owe any federal estate tax. However, if your estate is worth more than $12.06 million, the amount of your assets that are greater than $12.06 million will be taxed at a whopping 40% tax rate. So you can reduce your estate tax liability or even eliminate it altogether by using various estate planning strategies. Most of these strategies are fairly complex and involve the use of irrevocable trusts, but such strategies are without question worth it if you can save your family such a massive tax bill. So to learn how to save your family from such major tax burden, reach out to a qualified attorney for sure. Don't go it on your own here. And note that I am only talking about federal estate tax here. There are currently 12 states that have their own estate tax, which is separate from the federal estate tax. Then we also want to be concerned about the future estate tax. The current, <clears throat> excuse me, the current um, estate tax exemption is set to expire on January 1st, 2026 and return to its previous level of $5 million, which when it's adjusted for inflation is expected to be around $6.03 million. 
Here's one thing that we know for sure. We don't know what the estate tax exemption will be at the time of your death. And we also don't know what the value of your assets will be at the time of your death. So because of this, when you're planning with us in particular, we ensure that the plan that we put in place involves proper strategies to protect your estate from estate taxes, regardless of the amount of the estate tax exemption or the size of your assets. It's better to have more flexibility and protection involved there than than not, for sure. So I hope that this has um, clarified some questions that you may have had wondering about how taxes work when it comes to trusts and estate planning. And if you have any other questions, I definitely recommend that you reach out to an attorney and you can find a personal family lawyer near you. Again, as I mentioned at personalfamilylawyer.com. And you can, if you are in Arizona or Colorado and you'd like to discuss this further with, uh, with my office, you can schedule time on my calendar by going to bit.ly forward slash call Easton Law. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash call Easton Law. Thanks again for tuning in for another episode of Family Wealth and Other Musings. I am your host, Becky Easton, and I do appreciate you being here. Uh, if you felt so inclined, I would love if you would leave a comment or uh, leave a review on your podcast hoster of what am I trying to say wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify Apple Music uh, Overcast any of those if you would leave a review I would appreciate it I would love to hear what you think so far um, of the podcast so again thanks so much for tuning in today guys I will talk to you more tomorrow have a great day